And then, in that interval of time, between now and then, no matter how dark the night, or how bleak it appears to be for you, your own hero, or how insurmountable the seeming obstacle may be, you rest confident because you have seen the end. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today, we are continuing with Neville's famous audiobook titled, Your Faith is Your Fortune. And this is the chapter, Interval of Time. In this chapter, Neville is going to discuss how to add a specific interval of time into your appropriated state of consciousness. And he's going to go into tremendous depth on this. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Interval of Time Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Neville writes, The me in whom you must believe let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. That me that you must believe in is your consciousness, the I am, which is God. It is also the Father's house, containing within itself all conceivable states of consciousness. Every conditioned state of consciousness is called a mansion. In my Father's house are many mansions. In my Father's house are many conditioned states of consciousness. In fact, every conditioned state of consciousness that you can imagine is a mansion in my father's house. Now, this conversation, Neville writes, takes place within yourself. Your I am, the unconditioned consciousness, is the Christ Jesus speaking to the conditioned self or the local human identity consciousness. That would be you and I in our present earthly human identity. So this is a conversation between the deeper aspect of our being and our local surface self. I am, local human self, from a mystical point of view, is two beings, namely Christ, which is the I, and am, which is the local human self, your whatever your identity is in this moment. So I, the I that I am, go to prepare a place for you moving from your present state of consciousness into that state desired. It is a promise by your awareness of being to your present conception of yourself that you will leave your present consciousness and appropriate or create and move into and dwell in another mansion or another state of consciousness, another state of being. Neville continues. Man is such a slave to time that if, after he has appropriated a state of consciousness which is not now seen by the world, and it does not immediately embody itself, he loses faith in his unseen claim. Then he drops it and returns to his former static state of being. Because of this limitation of man, I found it very helpful 
to employ a specified interval of time in making this journey into a prepared mansion. I think a lot of us could identify with what Neville is saying here. Because we are, in our present earthly identities, so very closely coordinated with this idea of time, time is an illusion, but it is a persistent illusion. And we are so tied up in this illusion, we are so veiled, our awareness can be so veiled by this illusion of time, that we feel that if we appropriate a new state of consciousness or we choose a new state of being that is not currently seen by the world, and it doesn't immediately appear, we'll let go of it and we'll give up. And we'll say, oh, it doesn't work. It didn't happen right away. And so we return to our old state of being. At least that's the temptation. Neville's going to explain to us now how we can overcome this perceived limitation. We have all cataloged the different days of the week, months of the year, and seasons. By this, I mean you and I have said time and time again, why today feels just like Sunday or Monday or today feels like Saturday. We have also said in the middle of summer, why it looks and feels kind of like fall. This is positive proof that you and I have definite feelings associated with these different days, months, and seasons of the year. Because of this association, we can at any time consciously dwell in that day or season which we have selected. Do not selfishly define this interval in days and hours because you are anxious to receive it, but simply remain in the conviction that it is done. Time, being purely relative, should be eliminated entirely and your desire will be fulfilled. This is probably the most important sentence of this entire chapter. Yes, he is conveying secrets about how to select a specific point in time to add to your imaginal pictures. And also he's saying, do not selfishly define this interval in days and hours simply because you're anxious to receive it. That's a temptation for those of us who may at times be a little impatient to outpicture a new state of being. Neville says, don't fall into that trap. If you can, remove the element of time from it altogether. That's the ultimate state. The ultimate master manifester isn't even concerned about time because they're so convicted that their state of being is the source of all that they experience in the mirrors of their world. Time isn't even a factor. They don't even consider how long it takes. Asking how long it'll take is a foreign thought to them. Because in that natural state of being of the master manifester, all time is now. So I invite you to consider that, even though Neville is going to continue to instruct us on how to add in a familiarity with a specific type of time to our imaginal pictures. This ability, Neville continues, to dwell at any point in time permits us to employ time in our travel into the desired mansion. Now I, consciousness, go to a point in time and there prepare a place. If I go to such a point in time and prepare a place, I shall return to this point in time where I have left, and I shall pick up and take you with me into that place which I have prepared, that where I am, there you may be also. Let me give you an example of this travel. Suppose you had an intense desire 
Like most men who are enslaved by time, you might feel that you could not possibly realize so large a desire in a limited interval or quickly. But admitting that all things are possible to God, believing God to be me within you or your consciousness of being itself, you can say, I, as my local human self, can do nothing. But since all things are possible to God, and God I know now is my consciousness of being, I can realize my desire in a little while. How my desire will be realized, I do not, as my local human identity self, know. I don't know it as my little human self. But by the very law of my being, I do know that it shall be. With this belief firmly established, decided what would be a relative, rational interval of time in which such a desire could be realized. Again, let me remind you, do not shorten the interval of time simply because you are anxious to receive your desire. Make it a natural interval. No one can give you the time interval, Neville says. Only you can say what a natural interval would be to you. The interval of time is relative. That is, no two individuals would give the same measurement of time for the realization of their desire. Time is ever conditioned by man's conception of himself. Confidence in yourself, as determined by conditioned consciousness, always shortens the interval of time. So what Neville is saying is confidence makes it happen quicker. Confidence makes it happen quicker. If you are accustomed to great accomplishments, you would give yourself a much shorter interval of time in which to accomplish your desire than a man who is schooled in defeat. Are you accustomed to accomplishment? Or are you allowing yourself to be the man or woman who is schooled in defeat? Mm. Powerful question. Very illuminating. And whatever your answer is, you can change it. If today were Wednesday, Neville writes, and you decided that it would be quite possible for your desire to embody a new realization of yourself by Sunday, then Sunday becomes the point in time that you would visit. To make this visit, you shut out Wednesday, the day that you appear to be in now, and you let in Sunday. This is accomplished by simply feeling that it is now Sunday. Begin to hear the church bells. Begin to feel the quietness of the day and all that Sunday means to you. Actually feel that it is right now Sunday. When this is accomplished, feel the joy of having received that which, back on Wednesday, was just a desire. Feel the complete thrill of having received it. And then, once you have moved your consciousness to that point of time, which is Sunday, and felt the thrill of having received that which you desire, then return back to Wednesday, the point in time which you previously left behind you. In doing this, you create a vacuum in consciousness by moving from Wednesday to Sunday. Nature abhorring a vacuum, 
rushes in to fill it, thereby fashioning a mold in the likeness of that which you created, namely, the joy of having realized your desire. As you return to Wednesday, you will be filled with a joyful expectancy because you have established the consciousness of that which must take place the following Sunday. As you walk through the interval of Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, nothing disturbs you, regardless of conditions, because you predetermined that which you would be on the Sabbath, and that remains an unalterable conviction. Having gone and prepared the place, you have returned to John, or your local human self, and are now taking that local human self with you through the interval of three days into the prepared place that he might share your joy with you. For where I am, there you may also be. The best analogy that I can give for this is one given by Neville earlier in this book. Neville is speaking about walking into a movie theater and catching the very end of a movie in which the hero is clearly victorious, and then staying after the end of the movie to watch the replay, basically to start the movie over and watch from the beginning. Now, if you had not seen the ending already, and you were just watching from the beginning, it would be a real nail-biter, because any good movie has a very solid hero's journey, and really makes the audience wonder, at one time or another, whether or not that hero really will overcome and conquer whatever it is that they're battling, the anti-hero? Are they really going to be victorious? Any movie worth its salt is really going to make the audience wonder, is this hero really going to transcend? Are they really going to overcome this seemingly insurmountable adversary? But you, having already seen the end of the movie, regardless of how dark the night gets, the the dark night of the soul that the hero of the story is going through, regardless of how bleak the prospects of the hero to overcome appear to be somewhere around the middle of this movie, you remain confident. You know how the movie ends. And that's exactly the technique that you can use in consciousness. And you can assign it to an interval of time. When you walk into a movie, you know that in two and a half hours, this particular hero will be victorious. And you can set this date three days away, and you can know that on this day, you will be victorious. And you can go there in consciousness and experience the thrill of the end of the movie three days away. And then, in that interval of time, between now and then, no matter how dark the night or how bleak it appears to be for you, your own hero, or how insurmountable the seeming obstacle may be, you rest confident because you have seen the end. And that's the secret of the interval of time. That's all for this episode of Daily Neville. Until the next, imagine wisely, my friends.